This is The Secret Place with Bishop Cyprian Williams, a podcast from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsinevis. Join us for the message already in progress. Pleasant good afternoon. How are you doing? Welcome to The Secret Place. want to thank God for this, another day that we can come together. Amen. I count it a privilege that we can fellowship with each other and I give God all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. Amen. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Let us pray. Father and God, we thank you for this another opportunity that we can come together, that we can feast from your table. I pray, dear God, that you will minister to us. <clears throat> dear God, that you will just Shed light, dear God, revelation, insight into what we will share today. I pray your glory will be revealed, that the believers will be strengthened, that our faith, O oh God, in you, O oh God, will be rekindled. I give you praise, I will give you glory and honor, even right now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God. So, welcome, welcome, welcome <clears throat> to one and all. Amen. We are, we are continuing today, and I want to thank all of the champions already for being on board. Amen. Glory to God for being on board. Um, today, we are going to be continuing looking at the garment of the priest, the garment of the priest. Um, God bless you, all of you, for being on board today, on, um, and so we give God thanks and praise. <clears throat> okay, so we give God praise and glory and honor. Amen. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Amen. So we thank him for his grace and his mercies. We are going to continue today and I want to draw your attention to 2 Samuel chapter 6. 2 Samuel chapter 6. And we look at verse 14. Okay. And uh, well, let's just look at um, something here. Um, because we are seeing here from verse um, 12. <clears throat> it says that now it was told King David saying that the Lord has blessed the house of Oben, Oben Edom. And he says, and all his and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Oben Edom to the city of David with gladness. And it and so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six um, paces or play um, steps or um, uh, uh, before he said he sacrificed an oxen and fatted um, sheep. But let's see what happened here in verse fourteen. Then David danced before the Lord. David danced before the Lord with all of his might, and David was wearing. A linen, so we've seen that. 
He was wearing a linen ephod. He was wearing that linen ephod. So David and all his house and the house of Israel brought up the ark of God with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. So David was all um, going about shouting, dancing, having on this linen. Um, and we, we look at what linen it represents righteousness. It represents Christ. Um, the linen ephod, he was wearing that. Um, you know, that, that just look at the difference between when he was trying to bring up <clears throat> the Ark of the Covenant um, before, if you look into the first verses, sorry, <coughs> I don't clear my throat, believe it. It says, um, he, um, David, you're, you're kind of seeing a difference because if you look from verse 1 coming down, David now and choice men, about 30,000, arose, and so they are now going to bring the ark of God and they put the, God, the ark of God on a new cart. Well, we are going to see that 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 definitely was um, wrong because the ark of God was to be carried. The ark of the covenant was to be carried on the shoulders, not on a new cart. And we we saw the mention there that David thought that the ark of God would be carried. Remember this talk about the presence of God to be carried because of numbers and uh, military power and all these things and put it on a new cart. And we saw that um, user who touched the ark because when the cart was going, there was a stumbling, the new cart start of, you know, if we could say put a, hit a, a, a rock in the road, a, a, a very unstable position. And it seems as though the ark was going to fall. And he put forth his hands to to kind of stabilize um, the ark and he, he he died and so we saw that David because it, as he says the oxen was stumbling and it seems as though the ark and um, was going to fall and the anger of the Lord was kindled against um, against him and David was very much angry because of what happened um, you know very um, not only angry but he was he wasn't even afraid because how would we be able to carry this ark? And so that is why we see that the ark was left in the, the company or control of Oben, um, Oben Eden, which we see there, and he stayed with him for three months. Let's see the, and we're looking at the, the um, ephod, but no problem, we're looking at that. But let's see what happened there. That while it says there, the Lord blessed Oben Eden and his household three months, the ark stayed within his house. This represents the presence of God. The ark of God is in his house and his house is being blessed. He is being blessed because of the ark within his house. Come on, somebody. My God. So we are seeing this. We have seen this and it says news came to David saying that how the house of um, Oben, um, Oben Eden is being blessed and all his belongings 
And so David really inquired again how to approach God and how to bring this ark of God back to the city of David um, with gladness. So we are seeing this. And so he really inquired and then he, he, he got for those that will bear the ark. We're not, we're not seeing no new cart now. We are seeing and we're not seeing a 30,000 men. Um, we are seeing now fewer in numbers and nothing is wrong in all this stuff. But you have to know in order for you to carry this anointing, in order for you to carry this thing, you have to seek and find out. That is why as we have been talking about the garment of the priest and we saw the garment, the, the headpiece, the shoulder piece, even the, um, the golden um, strip or banner that was placed around the, the, the high priest's head that speaks about holiness to God and unto God. Then we are now looking down here that David um, is now saying, I, I don't want to bring up the ark in, in even in my own way. And David um, dressed himself and got himself dressed in a linen um, um, effort. We have seen that. And we saw earlier in our, um, this week, we saw that this linen, when we saw the fine linen, just like the, the tunic was made of fine linen, just like the outer coat, um, or the fence of the tabernacle of meetings were made of the same fine linen. It represents the covering of Christ. It represents purity. It represents perfect righteousness. So we are seeing that. So right there, just looking at the whole dimension of the ephod, you got to understand this is this is awesome. Um, and, and, and if you want me to go on a little bit further, we saw also, even with Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 23, 1 Samuel chapter 23, <clears throat> it's important that we understand um, this dimension. <clears throat> so when David was doing this, he's actually setting himself apart. He's setting himself apart. Um, going on, and if you can look at this, he's saying, Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to approach or carry this ark in my military garment, but I'm coming to you in an act of worship, in an act of reverence, because that's what it re represents. Because if you understand even the dimension, David was now so careful of how he is going to handle um, this ark of the covenant. He's, he's very much careful how he's going to handle this ark of the covenant. Okay, so we are seeing this um, dimension that it's going to be very much um, important with that. So we, we, are, we are seeing this. This is <clears throat> something there that we all have to understand with this. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus, glory to God. Amen. Um, I think I had the, the other scripture that I, I wanted to share, not the one with Samuel. But even when, when, um, when, when, when David knew of Saul's plot, that's the one I really wanted. The one that when David knew of Saul's plot against 
um, you know, against him. He called for the priests to bring the um, the effort. So we are seeing this here again in in verse um, nine of First Samuel twenty three. Right, we are seeing this um, because you know of that battle that went on between David and Saul. Even though David never, never, even when opportunity arose, um, you know, um, you know, you know, was there, present itself, David never touched the the Lord's anointed because even though um, Saul might have been in disobedience, David saw um, Saul as God's anointed, the one that is in position. He might not be the one that God wanted, but he never never ever touched um, Saul inappropriately or tried to even um, kill him. On the other hand, we saw many times that um, there were many times that Saul wanted to kill David. Um, you know, many, many times Saul wanted to kill David. And, you know, when David knew that the Saul's plot, his evil plot against him, he called for the priest and he says to bring, bring this um, effort to me. Because you see, I have to inquire of the Lord. I, you, know, and, you know, David said, oh Lord, God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seek my God to come to destroy me. He's seeking to destroy me. And so he set himself, he set himself in this atmosphere of prayers and you know and dedication to God is the same thing and the same um scripture that even with Samuel we see Samuel that you know that I was going to turn to but I'm just going to refer to it now that Samuel as a child because after after the the you know the you you all know about the the story of of his mother really and they seek God for a child and he, and she said that God when you give me this child I am going to Hannah he said I'm going to give this child back to you I'm going to rededicate I'm going to dedicate him to your service and after the period was passed. He, she took the child, you know, um, to the high priest and said, look, I, I have made a vow unto the Lord and I must do this. That child was dressed in an, in an effort. He was dressed, glory to God, hallelujah, dedicated unto the Lord. There were certain things and this is why even for us as, as priests of the Lord, um, God says that you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy uh, chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. And so the same way today there is, there is, um, you know, there's a dedication unto the Lord. God wants us to de um, dedicate ourselves to him. So even here, we are seeing here that David, um, first of all, when he saw that, you know, the first time around, and you know, sometimes I like to go a little further. Um, sometimes we try our best because I believe that David had good intention. Yeah, he had good intentions. Um, I believe that he really wanted to bring up the ark to Jerusalem. You know, there was no bad intention there at all, but it's just a, he went about it the wrong way. Just like this, user had the same good intention. He was not trying to destroy the ark. 
he had good intentions. But let me tell you something here. Good intentions is not good enough. <clears throat> Amen, somebody. It's not just about good intentions. We have to know, understand that when we are going to approach him, we have to approach him correctly. One thing that we realize in scripture, that even with the, um, the tabernacle of meetings or the tent of meetings, um, instruction was very much important. You must build it this way. It, you know, we go back into um, even when God gave instruction to Noah to build this, this, this ark, to build this, the, the instructions again. You are to build it this way. You are to put a window here. You are to do this there. You are to seal it, seal the door. You are to do all these things. What kind of wood you are to use. So it, it, it seems as though um, when God is going to do something, when God gives instructions, when he's going to build something in the earth realm, he gives a mandate, yes, he gives instruction, and he releases what we call the blueprint. Those of you into in, um, construction or into any area of workmanship with, with buildings, you'll understand what we call the blueprint. This is actually the drawings. This is now the layout. But can I say to you, for some of us, we look at the fancy, um, what we call 3D renderings, and it's looking wonderful. But let me tell you something. The, 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 the plumber is not looking at the 3D ren rendering. The, 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 the electrician is not looking. Really, he has just said, you know, okay, the wonderful house. But he's not looking. He can't stick to the page of the 3D rendering of how the house is going to look. There is a page that is for the plumber. There is a page, yes, within that same blueprint of that, um, the, the drawings. There is a page for the plumber. There is a page for the electrician. And the electrician cannot be confused um, get confused with the plumber because you can't have um, water pipes connecting up to the, um, the electrical pipes and let me just give you this that is why you never find an outlet in your shower you don't, you don't find an outlet in where your shower is going to be hello somebody and if the plumber get confused, you can't have the toilet in, in the center of your kitchen. <clears throat> Hello, somebody. You with me still? I said you can't have the toilet in the middle of the kitchen. And so it means that everyone must understand the instruction that has been, the instruction that it has been given. And I pray to, today as, 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 as champions, as wise kingdom builders in this hour hello somebody let me just give you this it takes it takes days listen it takes days it takes days i remember when we we were we were doing some stuff um at, at, at cabbage street when we started building up there preparation of the land when we start the construction in two months and eight days the building was finished meaning that we were ready to move in Glory to God, we moved in two months and eight days. Can I say to you, in amazement, my God, that two months and eight days, in less than a week, and it would have been even, it would have been even 
um, faster if we didn't want to save some of our materials. Yes, so we took off the roof, the, galval the galvanized. We took, off, we took down some of the boards because we wanted to reuse some of them. Thank God we did because that's, that's what helped us when we were in the wilderness to construct our bathrooms. Otherwise, imagine if we just let the, um, those guys that came into the, with the, what do you call it, the excavator, whatever it was, that piece of um, equipment. Let me tell you something. I remember that afternoon, the Sunday afternoon, when we gathered at the spot to now see the, um, the sort of breaking down um, you know, of, the, of the, the concrete structure. We had a ceremony there and we were gathered. And let me tell you something. You know, I saw that, that excavator or whatever it was. I think the excavator, they call it. You know, when that guy just started hammering down the equipment, I saw that wall just tear apart like it was nothing. And I'm thinking, wow, this took us two months and eight days to be, um, to be built. And in less than a half an hour, my God, in less than a half an hour, I know he did not do the whole thing because they were coming back the following day. It was just a part of the ceremony, removing what was there and now getting ready to erect um, the new building. I'm just, I'm just saying this. I'm just saying this. And the reason why... I think the Lord wants me to say this because it is, it is very easy to break down. It is very easy to break down. Hello, I said it's very easy to break down. But to build takes time. It takes energy. Amen. It takes effort to build. And I believe that God is calling us to be wise builders in this hour. You know, in, to be wise, wise builders. You know, there's some people, let me just tell you something. You know, there are going to be some people who are going to be in the tearing down business. They're, that's their job, you know. Demolishing, anything that needs demolishing, you call them. But they're not into building. They're just, um, just call them to break down anything. Uh, you understand me? But they, that's their job. That's their assignment. But I believe that God is calling all of us, God is calling all of us to build and to plant in this hour. So we see here, David now having good intentions. David having good intentions after he realized that what happened to Uzzah. You see what happened to him. Uh, Uzzah says that no, I cannot, I cannot approach God the same way. And so he really inquired and find out how would I, how must I do this thing? How must I transport the Ark of the Covenant? This time around, he carried the Ark as specified. My God, hallelujah. He carried not only that, we saw that he not only did that, but he sacrificed. Uh, my God, he, the procession, he said, look, we're not going to be in a rush. You know, he stopped the procession and he sacrificed unto the Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. He says, my God, after the art bearers, my God, has advanced, my God, he stopped and he had, my God, a solemn assembly of sacrifice for the procession and you look at it you look at the heart now of david trying the first time around and the second time around i said to somebody right now and you know if, if for, for for those of you who understand now it says here that his first attempt he failed 
you, you could say that. The first attempt, he failed. You, would you say that? Yes, the first attempt, you know. And, and you know, as a leader, I, I mean, because you're coming up, bringing up the ark, then you now have to know you, there's no ark to come with, but there's a dead body that you have to bring back. First attempt failed. And many of us will say, oh, you know, um, you know, don't, don't even, um, the, you ain't at this. But he, no, he set himself to seek the Lord. So he says that this garment, the linen effort was the, was a, um, the short sleeveless garment worn by the priests. And you can see in 1 Samuel 2 and verse um, 18, right? So it was that who um, was worn even by the priests. And so we see in here that David, you know, um, dressed himself, worn it to honor God in view of even um, the, the, the priestly activity of that day. In carrying of the ark, David said, I am not going to carry the ark of the covenant without God. I tried it the first time, put it on your cart, doing all sorts of stuff, having all this military power. He says, no, 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 no. I am going to view. I am the second time around. And that is why I want to end here by telling somebody, sometimes we don't get it right on the first time. Sometimes you don't get it right on the first time. But look at David. Look at David, my God, on the second time around, glory to God. Look at David on the second time around. Hallelujah. And David danced. David danced. David danced before the Lord. Hallelujah. David danced before the Lord. And you remember um, the story continued that, you know, that while he was dancing and dancing and dancing, that um, Saul's daughter looked out the window and saw David leaping and, you know, and, and really, um, uh, you know, dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in his heart. So they brought up the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle, glory to God, uh, that David had erected for it. And David offered burnt offering, peace offering before the Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. And when David had finished offering burnt offering and peace offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. And so there was this glorious um, dancing. And you remember when, when, when even um, Saul's daughter said, you know, how you was looking so foolishly and going on and uncovering yourself today in the eyes of all the, 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 the maids. Oh my God, how you were looking and, you know, shamelessly uncovering yourself. And... You know, you know, you 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 go through that dimension of um, that scripture. But David was so honored. David so was so honored that God was pleased with his second approach. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we may fail at the first one, but as we we really seek um to to, to uh, you know to to please God. To find out, God, how should I do this thing on the second time? Second time around, glory to God, hallelujah. 
Glory to God. And I just want to end here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. That as David set himself to say, this, I'm going to dress myself because um, understanding who God is. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Not who David is. Mm -mm. Not who David is, you know, but who God is. The God that we serve, the awesome God, the mighty God. David said, I must approach God in a different way. In a different way. In a different way. Glory to God. And I believe today that as champions, um, God is calling us as wise kingdom builders to approach him in a better way. Hallelujah. Not self-righteous in ourselves and, you know, trying to big up yourself. No, we are bigging up the God that is in you. We are bigging up the God that is in you. Hallelujah. The God that is in me. The hope of glory. Amen. And so David, David really set himself and said, God, you are the God of a second chance. You are God of a second chance. I failed the first one. The first attempt was a failure. May God, how many thousands of men David had to bring up this ark? The second time around, after inquiring how the ark must be brought up, how really how the ark must be brought up, how, you know, really seeing how God wants us to approach him, not in because I believe the first time around David was operating more and you know his military strength and all this other stuff and you know trying to impress God with his new cart and God saying no. When I stipulated the Ark of the Covenant, it was never to be placed on no new cart or on no cart. It was to be carried. That's why it has the poles. That is why it has the poles because it, it says. That whenever anything happened, you're carried by the poles. No man was supposed to touch it. That's where you, you carried the pole, you carried the ark by the poles. And so we are seeing wrong approach that brought us or David wrong results. The second approach, inquiring of God, how he needs him. And he would like the ark to be carried. We saw now great results of shouting and praising and dancing and great celebration. Because when God is pleased, when we follow his commands, when we do what he asks us to do, and I'm hearing this now, and I must say this in, in closing. We are not responsible. Hello. We are not responsible to do what somebody else wants us to do. You know? We are responsible to do what God has asked us to do. We are not responsible to do what we see somebody else doing. Copycats. We are responsible to do that which God has instructed us. It means according to the blueprint. According to the drawings. According to the instructions. We must do what God has asked us to do. Follow it. 
And whenever that is done, the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, the power of the Lord, amen, will show up in our lives and in our atmosphere. I pray God's blessings upon you today as we approach God in honor, in reverence, as we seek his face. May God continue to bless you today. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. See you tomorrow. God spare life. Please continue to be safe. In Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a podcast from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsinevis. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for more. God bless you and have a great day.